time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. All the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 330 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Trevor along with you from EFTM.com and joined in the Tech Guide studio by Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Good morning, Trevor. Good to see you again. Welcome back. I haven't seen you since we were in Vegas. Well, you went on a gallivanting with your wife, so... Well, you know, I was away for a while. We got so guys? sick of each other that we took a week off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I, it's not. I was actually. I wasn't asked if I was going to get wanting to go to the Gold Coast. I was told uh, <laughs> there's four day. We've booked a, a trip up there. I went. Ah, sure. Yes, yes, dear. <laughs> that's that's the tip to all the blokes. And if you're there. not married, yeah, that's that, what it's that's meant. That's how it is. Best two words you can ever say. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. That's it. Sorry, dear. Whatever you need, dear. Just yes. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. All the tech news and info from the week here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, it's kind of a wrap-up of CES, but also leading directly into 2018. It's uh, it's not slowed down since CES. Uh, Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home is what we'll kick off talking about, starting with Amazon Alexa, mate. Um, we were told at the very end of last year that by Amazon's local PR team that there would be an announcement early in the new year about Alexa. And I think that was because, A, they were getting so many questions, and, B, they probably knew that Google was going to be all, all over the shop at CES. We get back from CES and literally a day and a half later, Amazon Alexa or Amazon Echo announced as a product that would be available from that date to order in Australia and the Echo products will be delivered at the end of this month, early next month. So there's three products, Amazon Echo, which is a one Seven nine, yep. uh, Amazon Echo Plus, which is two twenty nine, and Amazon actually one four nine. That's is the that discounted the, price. Okay, oh, that's if you that's the discounted okay. price yep. for the first. Well, I think it'll be a couple of months with that yep. price. Two twenty nine for the plus minus thirty dollars for the discount, and I think seventy nine for the dot. For, for the dot. <clears throat> now, the Echo itself is a standard, you know, voice assistant speaker. Although I would say a better quality looking and sounding speaker than Google Home straight up. Yep. Amazon bigger too, isn't it? Bigger. A little bit bigger. It looks, it's looks a bit more premium. A little, little bit more premium yeah. for sure. Amazon Echo Plus looks like the original Echo, if you'd seen it in um, in US reviews and things, except it has more. It has a built-in smart home hub, so it can automatically pair with Philips Hue and different things. It's got Zigbee and all the different protocols on board so that you don't need a smart home hub at home as well. Mm-hmm. So you can use the Echo Plus for that. And the Echo Dot, i got to say, is the standout product. That's like the Google Mini equivalent, isn't it? The, the small but one. but for, for the price, so much yeah, better. Correct. Google Mini is just a smaller version of Google Home. Yeah. But Amazon Echo Dot allows you to have a line out to a to a stereo system or it Bluetooths to a separate speaker. So you could have a nice JBL or Sony Bluetooth mm-hmm. speaker or UE Boom or something in the backyard yeah. and your Echo Dot can Bluetooth to that. So any command you want can be given to the Alexa and the, the sound coming back, whether it's a mm-hmm. song you play or, or Alexa response, comes through that high-quality Bluetooth speaker. Man, I think that's great because so many people have got really good Bluetooth speakers or stereo systems already set up. Well, I think that's one of the weaknesses of the Google Home. The speaker itself is is good, not great. Yeah, well, I'm I'm diplomatically saying it's not that good. But, uh, no, good on uh, Amazon for doing that. You've got to remember... 
Amazon also launched in Australia before Christmas. So they were kind of laying the groundwork so you can there's Amazon exists in Australia. So this was naturally the platform for them to then launch Alexa. Uh, what, what surprised me, and we'll talk about in a minute, is the number of companies that have come out and with their Alexa skills. I think when Google Home was first released, the companies took a little bit of time to get behind that it. That was my biggest negative yeah. about Google Home was it does bugger all. I mean, there's a yeah, Philips here and a few other things, yeah. but it was – Really struggle to find more that it can do other than, you know, what's a kookaburra sound and, you know, <laughs> convert this and all the yeah. things in the ad, I right? Google really wanted to get out, go out of their way to prove that, yeah, it's been Australianized with all those those things. Well, let's be clear, Amazon doing the exact same thing. So you yeah. can say, Alexa, sing Walsing Matilda, and yeah. she will sing Walsing Matilda. Alexa, give me a cricket sledge, and she, oh, Merv would do this and that. Mm. Alexa, what's my favourite footy, what's your favourite footy player? And she'll pick a Brownlow medalist. Yeah. It's you know, It's got to get used to our accent. I remember trying... Google Assistant and Alexa at CES because they were the American versions that couldn't understand us. Yeah, well, that's, it, that's the reason. Adapted. Amazon said to me that's the reason they spent a year doing it because they wanted it to, to work. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I asked, I mean, how, much, how many words get recorded for this all to work? Because it's an Australian voice, Australian accent speaking back to you. Um, and if you've got an American Alexa, by the way, and you can now get local weather, that's not it. That's not Australian Alexa, she changes completely. She's a different voice. So how does how do locals, if say local brought it back? A friend, a friend of mine said he got he's back from Singapore. Yeah, and it, does it understand Australian accents, or you got to speak in an American accent? Or that's the thing. He's really? you're using you when you choose the language in the in the existing Alexa, you choose from you know British English or American or whatever. Right. So it's only hearing in that as well as speaking back in that. Right. So it will improve for anyone that's got one now. It will improve remarkably the day it launches and the so app gives you the option for Australian English. When we get it here, Australian English will be the top top choice for us. Correct. Yeah, yeah. and I think existing echoes can be then converted to Australian English at the oh, same they can time. Do that. So if you've already bought one. You can then update it with. You some just change the language. And, and you just okay. change the language. Yeah, yeah. It works with an app, of course. So you you can just choose it through that. Yeah. So the Alexa app yeah. is is there now, but you can't choose Australian and English unless mm-hmm. you've got a, a beta version. Um, and, and the thing is, Alexa on her own does some pretty amazing things. And before we talk about the skills, the last thing I want to say about Alexa is she's fast. I mean, I was blown away by the seemingly fast response time, and I thought, you know, is this a, is this a, you know, a protected environment? Have they planned this? And I talked about how remarkable it was that I could ask a question and it would come back, and they say within one and a half seconds she's responding. Now think about so it. So it's gone to the cloud, yeah. So it's not- as soon as you say Alexa, yeah. she lights up, and that gets sent back to the cloud. So your voice is sent back. It's turned into text. The text is interpreted. The context is is, mm-hmm. is determined. The response is found. The response is turned into audio and sent back to the Alexa device, the Echo device. One and a half, one and a half, seconds. half seconds. That's remarkable. Pretty good. Google Home's pretty quick though. I don't, it's nowhere near it's as, as quick as, as that. No, nah, I reckon Google Home struggles in terms of speed. Okay. I reckon now and then she she has to think longer than she needs yeah, to, right. and. In a natural conversation, I think this is where they let themselves down. If you asked me a question and I sat here and <laughs> like and, and then responded, like you do yeah, but that's when you're being silly. Pregnant pauses, they're called. <laughs> we, we would look at each other and go, what the hell is this going on? But that's why they have to get this so fast and I don't so right. I'd be blinking lights on my face yeah. while I'm thinking, yeah, but I'd neither be, do you. I'd be blinking red not now, right now, not listening. <laughs> yeah. I'm not and talking about Star Wars. The other thing, the, the other thing is privacy-wise, um, I think Amazon is one step ahead of Google. now. Is it listening all the time? That's one thing. All of half the comments on my stories. Correct. Oh, why would you have a speaker that listens all the time? Well, I wrote a story about Google Home, which we'll talk about in a moment, 
Uh, and oh, well, why would you want to speak of the listens all the time? But Alexa doesn't apparently. No, Alexa's doing the exact same Is thing it? as Google, listening yeah. all the time, but yeah. just listening. And remember, they're both only they're both listening all the time, but they're only sending off to the cloud yeah. after you've said the key word. So in Amazon's case, it's Alexa. In Google's case, it's Hey Google. Once you've said that word, Alexa is much brighter and she shows you that yeah. she's communicating with the cloud. Once you've said that word, it's it's communicating and sending what you say off to the cloud. Mm. Now, Amazon's protection for your privacy is this. You can log into your account and you can delete individual things that you've said or every, your entire history. If you delete your entire history, she, she loses her knowledge about you as okay. well, though. But, but the, the, that's, a, that's a knowledge bank that it's building up. It's not, it's not trying to create a dossier against you or anything, is it? It's just there to make to its understanding of you a little bit to you'd provide like to, faster answers. You'd like to think that in time, I don't know if we'll do this immediately, but in time, Alexa will respond to Stephen saying, what time is my team playing on, on Friday? And it should yeah. just know that you It'll mean South. Yeah, exactly. It should just know, right? Yeah. It should just, when I Absolutely. say, when I say, well, what position is Dan in, Dan on the grid, it should know I'm talking about Ricardo. Yeah, do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it should learn those things over time. I'm not saying so, they so will. it needs it to <clears throat> increase its intelligence. Correct. Yeah. Now, I've spoken before about Google Home's microphone mute you press the mute button and no commands are then sent to the cloud but she's still listening okay and i've proven this because i'm sitting there and i muted it and i've gone hey google hey google hey google and she says the microphone's off (laughs) and i'm like i'm not sure the microphone (laughs) is off right but alexa maybe maybe you need to say hey google a number of times before it responds to that maybe that's just a a generic response she's still listening Okay, but so the microphone's off. The microphone's triggered after you ask it five times. It shouldn't be listening at all, right? It's like your wife's not talking to you. Say, hey, hey, and then suddenly after eight times you ask the same question. Right, I'll tell you what's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm fine. Um, So Alexa is different though. When you press the mute button on Alexa, the microphones and there's seven of them are electronically deactivated. And they made this very clear. They are not able to receive sound. They are literally okay. disconnected. So when you press the mute button and she goes red, they're deactivated. It's definitely off. Yes. So it's not like the pseudo off of Google Home. That's right. It's off off. Yes. Not so off. It's off off. You've got to want. You've got to want to sacrifice a little bit of your not privacy, but your you know worries about the world yeah. by letting something listen to you all the time. But seriously, folks, yeah, but you know what? Is it who's listening to what? Is it any different to a two-way audio? Security camera, like you, that could be listening too. You could be standing out the front of your camera, and and, and that could be listening. It's yeah, got two way audio. It's not made to be listening. Yeah, I understand, but it, it, it's it still can listen though. It can be heard. You, you can hear stuff. It's similar, but but well, I think and, and people's concerns is these things are genuinely listening for you to speak. Yeah. And you know, there's so many rumors out. People, I don't know if you've had it. People ask me on the radio, <clears throat> is Facebook listening to what I say? Because I seem to get Facebook yeah. ads about things that I've been talking about. Yeah, I've heard this too. <clears throat> you know, they've denied it. They've denied it, of course. <laughs> but often, though, when you're talking about something, there are a lot of you, you, a lot of people subconsciously, well, that they they kind of forget that they might have might have searched for it as well. Even so if they do a little search on the Oh phone. my god, it came it was I found it yesterday. There's a weird term called cognitive something or other that yeah. that basically you've been so let's say we start talking about I don't know what I'm trying to think of a word, but roses, okay? okay you yeah. and I spend uh, we often talk about we roses. We talk about rose, rose, yeah. rose, 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 rose. Yeah. And then tomorrow you see an ad for roses <laughs> on your Facebook feed, you'll immediately go, Oh my god, yeah, it's listening to us, or right? Or it could be a coincidence. <laughs> It, so what it is, it's there's a there's a, a term, whether it's a you know psych, psych what do you call it? psychologist t- sort of term, yeah. that says you were always getting those ads, but you never noticed them yes. because you hadn't well, been talking point. about yeah, it, right? That's a point. How often have you? And I've done this too. When you when you you're thinking about, like, I'll give you an example. 
I'm, I'm particularly intrigued with Tesla at the moment. Yeah. And I notice more Teslas on the road because and I'm thinking, hang on, is there suddenly more Teslas on the road or am I noticing them now? That's exactly so that's kind it, of the mate. thing, isn't it? So yes. when, you're, when you're kind of looking for something or you say you're interested in buying something, you notice more of them. It's, advertising has always worked this way. You know, we've always had car, food, drug, yeah, all these different yeah. ads on TV, right? But you really notice the car ads when you're in the market for a car. Absolutely right. It's just the yeah. way it is. So I know it sounds like it's a conspiracy, but it's actually not. They're not really listening. But, Stephen, the big yeah. thing that Amazon did, and you alluded to this earlier, Google Home caught up a bit. I remember when I when I went back to Google Home to start using it again about a month ago, yeah. there was like 200 different things that I could use yeah. my Google Home with, and pretty much every device in my home, including Belkin Wemo, Yep was now compatible with Google Home. But Alexa, right out of the box, very strategic to Amazon's announcement, 6 o'clock, all the other announcements, 8.15. I mean, they've just gone really <laughs> hard. Yeah. Mate, they've gone really hard. Well, I mean, they've obviously, companies, I think it's a big tick for Amazon, for Alexa, the fact that all these companies were ready to announce their skills. Yeah. Google Home came out, what, in July last year? Was it July, August? August? And and. It took. It was a bit of a slow burn for the other companies to jump we on board. We got them. We had Woolies and Optus yeah, and different people, didn't we? Not like this. Like <clears throat> eight of them in in, in yeah. an hour. So that that I thought was that that impressed me. And thinking, wow, well, this is pretty serious. It 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 would. It, it seems to me the companies were on the on the starting blocks, ready to announce. Yeah. And we, we've we've heard from Airtasker, Telstra, uh, Amazim, High Pages, Westpac, uh, Westpac, NAB, Energy Australia. AGL. Dominoes. You can yeah, I like the Dominoes pizza. idea. Yeah, yeah, so you got your quick order in the app. Hey, uh, hey, Alexa, I'm really lazy and even fatter than before. <laughs> can I have a hammer pineapple pizza delivered now? Charge my Amex. I mean, you know, yeah. well, it is well, It is still super lazy. But it is, it's, yeah, all the things we've seen in the movies are coming, uh, it's coming true. Like, it's, it reminds me of. Uh, Does your wife use it? I'm not, oh, well, no, not not yet. But she's, she's since been intrigued about what what I've written about at CES and watch what she's... She reads what you write. Well, she did wow. see them in her Facebook feed. But the... Uh, <laughs> there's, the no, there's no confirmation she clicked any. There's a difference. That's right. I keep telling her, the more you click, the more money I make. But anyway, that hasn't gotten through. But um, that that she seems to have sort of caught on with the... There's more people talking about it. Uh, I think she we were away, actually, when I read the wrote the story about Google Home sales tripling, which is our next topic we're going to talk about. But... I think now she's intrigued. It wasn't enough for me to say, oh, let's give this a try. So the thing is, I've, yeah. I'll tell you before, my wife asked for the Google Home to be brought out into the lounge room because someone at work had been using it, but uh, we've since gotten rid of it. Because, does that annoy you? Oh, when big time. you recommend yes. to your wife, oh, I'll give you an example, right? I'd recommend, a, say, I'll, give, I'll use a show as an example, right? I recommend a certain TV show yeah. to my wife, right? And she'll go, yeah, okay. And then one of her best friends will say, oh, you got to watch this show. And she'll come to me and say, oh. Have you heard about this show? I said, I, I told you about it four months ago. Like, didn't you, weren't you listening? Or she needs that validation outside of our marriage. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. But do you, do you get that too? Like, that's, basically, what, that's what happened with Google Home. Basically, my wife couldn't give a rat's about anything I do. <laughs> yeah. ex- except, for, oh, except for when some handbags came in the door oh, the other day. Hello. And she's like, oh, these look nice. I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, first, time, first time ever you've given the, a rat. Uh, which, which one? Code Republic. Code Republic, yeah. yeah. So um, we, we've had it, we had it out, but the problem was kids, just annoying. Okay, Google, do this. And they're just, <laughs> like, like, you just drive your batty with but it. I, I hate it when, it get, when the TV sets it off. Oh, TV ads. Yeah, and oh. and even when like I recorded my podcast last night and I mentioned it, and and then I'm thinking, hang on, wait, wait a second, listeners, I was on the, it's gonna happen. I, I did it with Alexa. I was on the radio and she, but he turned on. It's just like it's it's yeah. in the background all the time, listening and waiting, yeah. and I don't know yet that everyone's got it. I just 
the gimmick is still strong, and and I just don't know yet whether we are at mass usage yet. I know we're at mass interest, yeah, but I don't know if we're yeah, at mass I, I usage. Think, yeah, you're talking Google Home still, eh? so I think once you get once the first because smart products don't forget to doing this, they're moving up. Google Home is becoming more in in you know in present in the home. Once they link their first smart product to it, then floodgates are going to open. That that's the, it's going to be the perfect storm of factors where the more smart um, devices in the home they'll link up their first one with Google with the Google Home and then boom. I think our diffuse. problem at home, to be honest, is that I, I haven't been able to configure a lot of our lights because mm. um, we have different sort of light, weird lights in in the home. We don't we have okay. vintage lights. We like we don't actually have not Philips Hue lights. <clears throat> I've got no. one. I've got in my office and in yeah, like the bathroom got, and stuff. Four of them here. But where it would be useful is if all of our downstairs lights were Philips Hues, for example, yeah. and Amanda could okay Google turn the lights off because I do that at night, right? Kids leave the playroom light off. That's yeah. a, that's a Philips Hue. Yeah. I'm walking up the stairs. I can just see in the corner the playroom lights on. Yeah. Hey Siri, turn the turn the playroom light yeah. off. Um, you know, you, you can you can turn that. Yeah, that is good, but you've really got to have everything engaged in it. Yeah, but but can you see how see how you just said something on my iPad would just went off then? Yeah, the, the, it's the that's an annoying that the only annoying part the of it. Voice the vocal recognition is yeah. not strong in either so if of we them. We say Hey Siri now. Everyone's oh, everyone's mate. phone. We've is been getting go. it tweets about it. People are not happy. Well, I tell her, Hey Siri, call Dad. We, hey, we asked to call hey Mark. Google, call Trevor. <laughs> Alexa, play John Farnham. Hey, that's a good one. See, now we're just yeah. setting everyone off. But anyway, so yeah. it, it has been it has been very big. Yeah. Um, Alexa details at eftm.com and techguide.com.au. Talking about Google Home, and uh, they've had, let's just say, they've had a lovely Christmas. Uh, the, the sales of, of Google Home have tripled. I don't think in, it's sales, uh, it's usage. Usage has tripled in the in the month of December. Yeah. In so, Australia alone, we're yeah, talking about We're here. talking in Australia. So I think the that awareness, and this was before CES, don't forget. So CES, we knew it was a massive Christmas product, so we knew people were going to be interested in it, and the prices didn't didn't hurt though they were I think someone someone tweeted me the other day they had they bought two Google Minis for like eighty bucks Google really? Mini Homes yeah some, some crazy prices out there so no doubt the interest in in Google Home is going through the roof so it's uh, it's interesting to see that on the eve of CES where Google was the outright most visible company would mm. you say and we're talking Google was mentioned. Uh, by Samsung, LG, all the major companies whose products were compatible with Google Assistant, not to mention the hundreds of other smaller products like Netgear and all these other things, D-Link, all these other companies mm. as well. So there's all these tiers of companies where Google is now infused. That's going to help the growth. And I think to put perspective on the scale of this whole thing, um, Google Home, the, the globally, the other stat they released was that Google Home has sold more than one unit per second over the Christmas period. That's, That's big good. numbers of stuff. Now, we don't have an Amazon number because they've probably sold a lot. And also, we're still waiting on um, Apple's HomePod too. That's the biggest story here is that Apple is is way, way late to the yes. party. And I'm pretty sure it's going to under-deliver in terms of features but over-deliver mm-hmm. in terms of sound. It's, it's a speaker, a beautiful, yes. beautiful speaker that it. is it not amazing. as good as a smart home device question, yet. The, the question is, and, and I think underestimate Apple at your peril. I think Apple, yeah, they've they've never been first to market with stuff. Uh, that this is this is I think follows oh, no. in that. This well, follows. I agree wholeheartedly. My my, my yeah. issue is that 
you and I see that. Yeah. But the the world of of let's just call them tech journalists, um, the people we work with, <laughs> and around the world, yeah. when 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 HomePod comes out, they will sit it beside the others, yeah. and they will say, "I can write all their reviews now." They will yeah. say it's a better speaker, it's yeah. a smarter do smarter do a order quality, but it doesn't do a tenth of what the others yeah. can physically can do as a voice assistant. Yeah. But, but you got, you got Siri Siri is the oldest voice assistant. She's been yeah. around for six years, yeah. and I think Siri is keeping pace with the mainstream. Yeah. I think Alexa and Google are far ahead of the mainstream and Siri is keeping up with the mainstream. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I, I think what, what the, the danger for Apple is that Alexa and Google Assistant, they take, the, they take the spots beforehand. Like, for example, if you're a Westpac customer, you could set up your Westpac banking through Alexa. Mm. So in, in three months when you... HomePod comes out, are you going to redo that? Are you going to want to say, okay, well, I'm not going to use Alexa anymore. I'm going to use Siri. More importantly, when so, in three months when HomePod comes out, it won't be able to do well, that. I'm pretty sure that, that yeah. Apple's not working towards that style of device. Well, I think If through, something's got Siri integration now, it'll yeah. work with HomePod. But I don't think that's yeah. going to change dramatically you when got, HomePod you comes out. You've got to remember Siri and HomeKit already work together. Months ago... Oh, no, absolutely. Could, yeah, Siri is already... But HomeKit yeah, is very home different kit. to Domino's and, yeah. and Westpac oh, totally. and Amazim no. and all those companies. devices. So on, on the device side, HomeKit, you can tick the box. That's already happening. Smart Home-wise, yeah. HomePod what, will work beautifully. And what, But what companies are going to back Apple as, as quickly and as solidly as these other companies have come out with Alexa? We don't know. So as I mentioned earlier, are you, as a customer – going to think, well, no, I'm going to wait to do my Westpac banking when Siri allows me to do it. Mm. Are you going to want to wait? Are you going to do it now? How How's that going to affect what people do? Google Assistant allows you to do this with your lights. Are you going to change all of that if Siri allows you to do it through HomePod? So see how I'm not sure whether customers are waiting to see, well, no, I'm going to wait for the HomePod because Alexa – Google Home, sales are going to go go on great for Google Home. Alexa's going to hit the market pretty hard. Mm. Are people going to wait and think, well, no, no, I'm, a, I'm an iPhone app. I'm an Apple person. I'm, I'm going to wait. Oh, good I don't news, think that's good news is Google Home and, and Siri can work together because um, yeah. HomeKit can control the same bridges and yeah. things. It's actually Alexa that's doing the smart thing by trying to dominate the smart home because yeah. if you get Alexa Plus and smart home control, then you don't – you actually can't then integrate with other smart home things like Google Home because yeah. you need the hub. It's a very interesting strategy from Amazon versus the others. I I couldn't tell you who's going to win in the long run, but I could tell you that all three of them are going to fight very, very hard. Well, in, in 12 months' time, we could be sitting here and I, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to make a little prediction. I, I think Amazon, the fascination with Amazon has, has really come forward since they've launched back in December. Yeah. And that fascination is going to continue with Amazon, with Echo and Alexa. And now all these companies that are announcing their skills, and there'll be more. Imagine when the speakers are actually available, mm. there'll be another 25 announcements for all the other skills. And the, and the ease in which you can set it up is something that's going to attract customers as well. That word of mouth, I think, is going to go literally word of mouth, people talking to their speakers and talking to their mates about it. That's going to carry a long way. Mm. But what what's Apple's strategy? Is Apple going to be well? We just we just want to sell more Apple Music subscriptions through this. Is that a, a means to that for them? Well, I think that's a and, great. And that's something else we haven't talked spoken about. Amazon's Music Unlimited service mm. is available from four ninety nine a month. Four ninety nine on one Echo speaker. If yeah. you want it on more Echo speakers or on your mobile phone, you got to pay the eleven or twelve. But that, I think that again is another competitor for for Apple Music. So, is is HomePod going to be? 
a way to shore up their Apple Music revenue and possibly other things. How are they going to make money through it? Uh, definitely Apple Music. It's, it is designed for music. It's designed to be your music player. Uh, but on the other side of the fence, how is it going to be in terms of the smarts of your home, controlling your devices? Mm. We're yet to find out. And early 2018 is already here. We don't know when we're going to see HomePod. Yeah. It could be in a month. could be in two months. We don't know. Yeah, early 2018 is still really June 1, isn't it? So, you know. First half of the, 2018. Yeah, it's still in the first well, half, I interpreted right? early 2018 as being the by, first quarter. I think by the end of March, March it has to be here or they've yeah. got big problems. I, I agree with that, yeah. Well, did that, do you reckon, here's another speculation. Do you think Apple may have just pulled it back because they didn't want to get it lost in the Google Home Christmas rush and the, and the CES? Did they kind of anticipate that Google Assistant was going to be a major part of CES and HomePod would have kind of got lost in the noise, you know? Would, 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 would Did Apple think actively think, well, you know what, let's pull back on it. Let I, just, I genuinely think they, they went off too soon with it yeah. and they weren't ready because, you remember, it's quite advanced. It's a very smart yeah, speaker that yeah. detects the walls and, you know, all this. Yeah. It's very weirdly, strangely smart speaker. I, don't, I just mm. don't think it was ready for prime time and they had to wait. Yeah. Two blokes Talking Tech, appreciate your views. Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag on Twitter, at Stephen Finnick, at Trevor Long, episode 330. Thanks to the good folks at Netkey. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Finnick. Speaking of whom, don't forget Orbi, uh, world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system, gives you reliable, secure and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones, no more drop connections through walls, huge coverage across your home. No matter the size of your home, there's an Orbi system to meet your needs. There's a dedicated internet connection as a kind of backhaul with the Orbi system, which prevents buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you'll get ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. This is all about using your existing modem with a new network uh, to maximise the speed that you're already paying for. With a sleek design and state-of-the-art technology, it really steals the show and gives you a superior Wi-Fi network that is easy to set up and elegant to display. Just a couple of clicks and you've got a whole new Wi-Fi network ready for your home. For more information, Visit netgear.com.au or be better Wi Fi everywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, NBN news this week. Vodafone really pushing hard. I don't know yet whether to believe this is because they aren't getting the customers they wanted or whether they're reacting to the NBN wholesale pricing changes, but. Vodafone's only had an NBN offering for a few months and they have dramatically reduced the prices. Their mm-hmm. entry level is now $60 a month, was 70 and that's for the NBN 12 plan. Please don't sign up to that. It's rubbish. It's slow. You'll just complain about it. Their top tier plan used to be $110, $15 lower, now $95. That's the up to 100 meg speed. But their main plan, their essential plan, mm-hmm. which gives you the NBN 50 tier, has gone from being um, $95 dollars down to 70. 25 bucks off, that's big. That's $25 a month off the price of their primary. Now, that's based around the NBN wholesale pricing because it used to be a much higher price and they had to kind of put people on the 25, the 25 they didn't have. So they're encouraging people into that 50 meg speed plan, which is exactly what the NBN wants. Super competitive. I reckon that's probably one of the cheapest on the market for unlimited data. Seventy all bucks a month, fifty meg, all over unlimited data. Over there now, is Vodafone NBN now widely available, or is no, it still? I, in it does, I don't believe they've expanded past the kind of Sydney, Newcastle, Wollongong, yep. Geelong, Melbourne areas. They've also got their uh, instant connect as well. Yeah, so their modem contains like Telstra's yeah. contains a four G um, SIM card, so that you're instantly connected. So you ring today and say, "I want the NBN through Vodafone." They send you a modem. You're on the internet. Yep. 
and the NBN might come in two weeks and connect your house, yeah. but you've got internet you've for got those something. two weeks. And I like the fact that if you're a mobile customer already, there's a little bonus bit of bonus data. You love a bit of bonus data, don't you? I love a bit of bonus data. Data's like money. You can never have too much. Do you agree with that or? <laughs> how, much, how much bonus data would you get? You can ask me how much money I've got. <laughs> how much? What? Would, how much bonus data do you get? To a three meg on three gig on the on the biggest plan, I think, yeah, that's, that's or on handy. the essential plan as well. That's handy. And also, I noticed some Vodafone uh, radio ads the other day. They're, they're doing triple data deals now. They're triple triple data deals, right? What? So data is clearly becoming a, on a their mass- mobile plan. Yes, triple yes, data. Yes. So what? Triple of what? Like, like how much do you get? I heard someone getting sixty. Sixty. Yeah. Oh my god. So I think they're going super competitive. They're either pushing really hard to gain some traction yeah. or they're trying to get notoriety as a, as a top player because the problem with the NBN is you've got this whirlpool forums. You've got you know, a lot of word of mouth goes on in the NBN, yeah. which is great for the good stuff, but it's awful for the bad stuff. Yep. But um, good news for NBN um, Connected Homes and uh, I guess you'll be signing up in the next few months, mate. Well, yeah, I, I'm connected in uh, between April and June, they say here, so... That's only a few months away. I'd, I'd say uh, I, I did see them doing some. They were doing some preliminary. Yeah, uh, you were saying a couple of weeks here at the front. Yeah, yeah no, it was a few months ago. They had a, there was a guy an NBN truck out the front, and he was testing whether where the fiber is going to run to the curb. So yeah. they're going to replace my Optus HFC cable, which I already get great download speeds, rubbish upload speeds. But I don't want to lose that speed. I want to hopefully get the same and get better uploads. You'll get better. It'll be fine. You'll be fine, Stephen. You'll be fine. Details of Vodafone's new pricing at techguide.com.au and eftm.com. Lots of interesting ways to do your banking nowadays. We spoke about Alexa being part of the picture now for Westpac. Well, Westpac are also allowing... If you're you're a Westpac customer with an iPhone, the ability to do your banking through iMessage. And now since iOS 11, the 11 update, you know how you can integrate apps now into, into messaging. So now you can uh, you can integrate your Westpac banking. So you can pay people, you can uh, use, you generate a code to use cardless cash. So say you got your phone, but you don't have your card, you can get a code so you can just uh, tap that into an ATM and get out some cash. Or you can share your BSB. So, so if I message you with uh, uh, information, that information that you act on will then go straight into my Westpac account. So, if you owe people money, great way for to get your cash through your text through. I iMessage. just don't think it's as simple as it could be, and that's obviously because of the amount of integration you have, but they can actually physically do with mm-hmm. the iMessage. But you know, you basically get a couple of options on in the in the message, and then it takes you away to the app, and it brings you back to the message to yep. paste the code. I mean, <clears throat> when I had St George, I, you, you could do this cardless cash thing, which you can do with yep. a few banks now. Too. And you do you open up the app, you say what you, how much you want to send, and then it, you you share the message, and it just opens up an iMessage or an SMS, and you text it automatically generates the text message. Yeah. I mean, it's a good feature. It's not 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 amazingly um, no, yeah. innovative. Their Alexa stuff is probably a, a much bigger standout this week. And by the way, I interviewed the bloke from Westpac. Couldn't give a rat about Apple Pay, I asked. Yeah, well, that that's that was one thing I was going to mention, the fact that Westpac are so active in with Alexa. Happy to innovate. iMessage, but Apple Just Pay. Just not happy hello. to give their customers Apple Pay. Hello, nothing there. And, and bloody crickets. And I can't remember exactly what he said to me, but he basically said, <laughs> mate, it's very good, but no. Right, so they don't expect Apple Pay anytime soon. No, don't be holding on to your seats, folks. Yeah, and National Australia Bank and Commonwealth Bank are in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, bupkis. 
Useless. <laughs> You're not, not going to get Apple Pay. But just switch ANZ, banks. Yeah, it's, uh, that's it. Vote with your feet if you Vote want it bad with, enough. I'm telling you, folks, it's yeah. the time is up. Stop waiting. Vote with your feet. But if you're a Westpac customer, you want to iMessage someone some money, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that I noticed this week uh, was, in fact, while we're talking ANZ, ANZ um, on like on some corporate site, they, they listed some stats about the usage of mobile payments. Now, by mobile payments, I mean any any device, Samsung, Apple, Garmin, Apple Watch, all those things yep. that allow you to tap and go payments. 140% increase in usage year on year in December. Um but interestingly, even though that's growing and it's growing rapidly, it's still only 4.5% of the of the payments. So a long way still to go forward, but huge growth. And I'm talking, um, it was like something like $220,000 worth of payments made in one day what? was their biggest day on the 22nd of December, I think it was. Christmas dropping. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and it just shows how active we are. And it reminded me too of, you know, the 10 or 11 days in the US of how archaic that joint is i mean i've got to tap and go no i've got to use my phone no they just mate they just don't have it in america and yeah. i think we've really got to accept that in australia we are super lucky and we are super advanced in We're the savvy. payment space we Most are definitely. miles ahead they're still signing their bloody signatures on terminals <laughs> over there folks well we are we are pretty tech savvy compared to them but yeah it's how you think that a system that lets you spend your money faster, would they'd make, be all yeah. over it. Yes. Wouldn't you think that? I would have thought so. Yeah, yeah. And they have big change too, you know, Walgreens and the like that, mm. that can easily roll this stuff out, obviously on scale. It's massive for them. Yeah. I guess it, it it is a scale thing. You know, when you've got, um, I don't know, 50,000 stores instead of, you know, 1,000, it's a bigger expense to implement a new technology change. So anyway, uh, good banking news from Westpac, ANZ, and lots of Aussie companies. Not so much happening in the US. Uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 330. We talked before CES about the Apple battery woes and the the big apology that came out, which was remarkable to read in black and white an apology from Apple. But then even more remarkable this week, um, a journalist from ABC News in America attended uh, the opening or the sod turning or whatever they call it over there, the soil um, turning of the new Reno um, cloud centre they're building, new data centre. And she was lucky enough to get one-on-one time with Tim Cook and asked him about the battery woes. Now, let's be clear, this would have been perfectly stage managed to the point where he knew she was going to ask it she knew she was allowed to ask it but it was a good opportunity for him to go on the yeah. record to ask it and he was i think super open super yeah. frank and he, he he said very clearly look we put the customer first we put the user experience first this was all about making it easier and better for the user and he made the point which i think has been lost on people that you know a battery degrades over time yep and uh, as a result of that, phones are shutting down randomly and we're trying to prevent this, the random shutdowns. We've listened, we've apologised and we're going to update the iOS mm. soon to allow us as users to both see the health of our battery and also decide if we want yeah, those that, shutdowns that or the me. slowdown. That surprised me, the fact that, A, yeah, Tim Cook was very open about it and I think coming out of his mouth, it was a lot more genuine rather yes. than just a blank statement True. that they sent out. So hearing him saying, look, you know, the customer is at the centre of our universe, we, we do it for them, uh, but also hearing the fact that, uh, yes, the, the ability to turn that feature off. Now, before he got to that, he said he explained the unexpected shutdowns. He gave some great examples about, you know, whether you want to make an emergency call or you're in the middle of a call, you're expecting something important. An unexpected shutdown isn't ideal. So he was he made a really good point about that. But he also mentioned the fact that when they released the code, 
it did actually say it would slow the phone down. He said, I'm not sure a lot of people read that yeah, when they saw it. He admitted it. we should have said it louder or maybe it, it, now we should have been, I think he said his exact words, yeah, maybe we should have been clearer. But that, that surprised me as well that, that they, this release came out. It probably did say it in the fine, fine print, no one read it. Uh, and whether whether people are going to take up, they're going to allow uh, Apple to um, just to let them use, slow the battery down or choose to turn that feature off. Mm. Um, the fact that Apple's slashed the price on a battery replacement so that if that if it is an issue for forty bucks or whatever the cost is, you can basically get a brand new iPhone for oh, the no, cost of mate. a battery replacement. Seriously, I've seen yeah. this to a lot of people with yeah. iPhone sixes, dude. Yeah. Go and get the new battery. It'll be a yeah, brand new phone. Brand They're like, new. oh, I've got to get a new one in a couple of months anyway. It doesn't matter. Get the new yeah, battery but, now, yeah. and you and you've got a your two hundred dollar resale phone instead of a hundred. Yeah, totally right. Because in yeah. in three months from now, when iOS is updated and people can do this themselves, people will check the battery status before they buy a phone. They'll go, oh, it's a rubbish battery. Thanks yeah. very much. I don't want it. But it is good though. We're going to get a bit of visibility. I think what what this has done is I think it's educated people about battery health, and I don't think a lot of people were aware of the fact that a battery actually degrades over time yeah. I think I used a few weeks ago the example of the tyres on your car you put a brand new set of tyres on your car they're not going to stay brand new they're going to wear it's out right, yes. so a battery kind of works in the same way the more you use it the more it's going to wear out and the, the less effective it's going to be so exactly uh, I think that that's been the biggest thing the biggest takeaway for a lot of people a lot of customers iPhone customers are understanding now that the physics of battery lithium ion batteries and how over time yes they do degrade and I think Apple's intention here was to have you back and to say, well, look, rather than you having your phone shut down unexpectedly four times a day, we decided to throttle back the processor so that you're still going to have an experience. You still can receive a call, make a call whenever you want. So, and, and to the, even to complete the mea culpa, so they totally a, a, yeah. accepted their blame, to complete that, they said, well, we're going to even give you the option of having a super cheap battery replacement. So I think they've covered, oh, they've covered all bases. It's there. threefold. Mea culpa, apology, yeah. cheap replacement, and full transparency on the operating Absolutely system. Right. They've learnt their lesson, let's totally, be honest, no. and people should move the on. The biggest lesson, I think, to take out of it, and I use it in my headline, I think that we, we should have been clearer. Apple should have said, this is what it's going to happen, this is why, and if you don't like it, you can get a battery replacement. They should have said that up front, yeah. and none of this would have been taking place. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, Stephen, let's talk product uh, as our kind of minute reviews here. Although we've been at CES, we've still been mucking around with product, and there's a bit of product news about. Um, mate, very interestingly, I took a, a Canon PowerShot SX730HS with me to see, yes, um, yep. just so that we had more cameras for the boys to take you photos. Know that off the top of your head, mate. No, I've got, I've got the website in front of me. It's a stupid <laughs> name for a camera. But look. But it's a power shot. No, it's a power shot. So, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a very small, compact point and shoot, right? Yep. But I was blown away by the zoom, right? 40 times is written on the front of it. And you normally yeah. ignore that stuff because digital zoom, optical zoom, whatever. Yep. This is 40 times optical zoom. Oh, wow. Now, the, a couple of examples of that I'll put on EFGM was we, we were able to take a photo of J-Lo from up in the corporate box <laughs> at the Lakers game, really close. Yeah, and then up. and then up on at Centre Point Tower on the weekend, yeah. I was able, I probably can't see it here, well, the ad's on the website, but I was able to take a photo of people on the street from Centre Point Tower, wow. right? So that's 300 metres up. 
you're taking photos of people down on the street good. and across like across Sydney Harbour great taking photos. Stalker. Great for stalker. Great for stalking. But like from Key West, which you know on yeah, on yeah. on, uh, on uh, down well. at the rocks, yep. um, you can see the cars on the bridge. Yeah. I mean, incredible. It's, and you saw I saw some of your photos of the opera close-ups of the opera house. Yeah. From there as well, you can see the tiles on the opera house yeah. from from the hotel. So That's for me, it's impressive. a $400 camera at JB Hi-Fi. It's probably expensive for a, for a small point and shoot, but it's feature rich in terms of that yeah. zoom and also got image stabilization for the videoing which is mm. great has some really cool kind of um fun features in the photos too my kids took some weird cartoon photos i don't know how they did it yeah. but they look great Filters, yeah, nice. um but all built into the thing i thought i thought for 400 bucks if you're gonna buy it because you gotta mean we carry around it's a phone with us is that all yeah because I, th I think the the only saving grace of a camera like that is that if it can exceed the capabilities of a phone so and, if, and you know and you know your zoom your and all the phone can stuff. do two times zoom folks yeah, yeah, this yeah, thing's yeah. doing 40 yeah, that's great. And I'm sure there's Wi-Fi built in and all that. Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, all that. So I was up yeah. um, Centrepoint Tower when the fire broke out down at the Royal Natural Park. And oh, yeah, I took a, couple, yeah, yeah. took a couple of photos and I was able to yeah. get them from the phone, yeah. from the camera onto the phone and, and share them. So, yeah. you know, really, really still still useful for your social media stuff, but just better quality photos. And totally right. I, I don't yet think the point and shoot is dead. I think it's a tough market, yeah. but I thought it was a really, really good it, product. It needs a few, like with this camera, it needs a few tricks up its sleeve to still attract customers because yeah. if you can do it all on your phone, why are you going to buy a camera? But in this case, the, this camera's got the great zoom, all those effects and all that connectivity. Yeah. Fantastic. Details of that one at EFTM.com. Stephen, uh, GoPro Fusion. Yeah, uh, now, well, uh, It's been, uh, we've talked about it a long time ago that it was coming. It is now here, the 360-degree camera. It's got two lenses, so front and back. Uh, it stitches it up uh, seamlessly and it can capture 5.2K resolution, so 360-degree spherical content. So you don't have Haven't to... Haven't they missed the market yeah. here? No, well, they're, they're sort of... I, I feel like three, Apple here. I think 360's hit the, hit the 3D uh, TV curve and it's on its way down. Mate. Maybe, but uh, I think they've done an Apple here where they haven't been first to market, they just want to be best to market. And, and GoPro's got a great name in the camera space, the action camera space. And I, I like one of the logos on the site is rather than point rather than point and shoot you can shoot then point because it's 360 degrees um you, the, it's, it's not cheap though it's a thousand dollars 999.95 this is the so thing so go back a step, go back a year or two and we're talking yeah. 360 fly we're talking 670 yeah, down to 450 400, yeah, you know yeah. i'm sure this is amazing quality and all those things but at over a thousand dollars this thing's got to outperform yeah a well, standard GoPro. I've got I've got one on its way to review, so I'm I'm keen to see how that works. But uh, the the app that works with it, they've got they've got a feature called Overcapture, so you can uh, you can punch out regular videos from the spherical content. So say you want to share something on social, get a photo or whatever, it helps helps do that. Only working for iOS at the moment, coming for Android. But what they've also done, apart from announcing an expensive 360-degree camera, they've also slightly reduced their other cameras. So yeah. the Hero Black, Hero 6, is now 699 So let's call it 700 And the Hero 5, which is still available, is now uh, 799 Oh, sorry, four nine nine. For so five hundred for the five, uh, seven hundred for the six, and the the session Hero Five sessions now three hundred and thirty bucks. So they've I think they've taken that they were always expensive GoPro cameras, but they still sold. I think they've hit a little bit of a, a roadblock at the moment. There's a bit of a. Uh, a bit of a plateau in their sales. I think the mystique has sort of left them. They, they need to come up with their next big trick. Mm. Whether Fusion's the answer, I don't know. Uh, I think it's it is horrendously overpriced. But I, who, who's to say that in two or three months that's not going to be eight ninety nine? 
in, yeah. in the month. Yeah, oh, I think they need another product. I think the the drone died. They've they've cancelled that because it wasn't. I mean, it was number still two drone the in the market. The I noticed that too, but they're, yeah. they're not making it anymore. Let's, yeah, right. let's, they've announced that. Um, the company's struggling a little bit. I'm just not sure where they go next. I think they need to revolutionise the action cam market yeah. again. So they need to right, basically well, disrupt themselves. They, they, they need to disrupt that. themselves. Yeah. It's absolutely right because other companies are now nipping at the heels and are, are doing it as well as them. They need to come up, whether a 360 is the answer, they need to come up with the next big trick yeah. and, uh, and then sort of push ahead of the market again. Two blokes talking tech. Well, Stephen, um, that's a solid wrap of what's happening in the world as we see it. Uh, there's always tech news around, always lots to follow at techguide.com.au and eftm.com. You can follow us both on Twitter, at Trevor Long, at Stephen Fennick. Um, lots happening. Uh, it's a big week ahead. We've got a few things coming up. Yes. So uh, stick around. We'll be, uh, we'll be globetrotting and uh, yeah. trying to keep in touch with Two Blokes Talking Tech. Absolutely, yeah. Get that passport ready. Yeah. And I don't mean when I drive to your place. I mean uh, really <laughs> proper, using the passport, yeah. Proper passports. I've just got to get permission from the wife. <laughs> Two Blokes Talking Tech. We'll be back next week. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. 